As you may know, I am off in babyland at the moment, stuck in that newborn bubble. Rather than record fresh episodes for you at this time, I have found a few of my most popular episodes and they have been recast for you, for your listening pleasure, so that you can dive even further into using astrology to supercharge your business. I hope you enjoy, get comfy, listen up, and let me know what you think. If you're here, you probably know you need strong, powerful messaging for your business to stand out online. But how to actually get this? That's the million-dollar question, and I have an answer for you. It's exactly why I've created a special free masterclass where you can find out how to use the power in your astrology chart to give you the clarity and uniqueness you've been searching for. Go to sophiapalace.com and find the Learn tab to access this masterclass and amp up your message right now. Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Pallas, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Welcome back. Today we are exploring the planet Mars. The planet Mars is one of the most important planets to consider in your entrepreneurial journey. This is where you get your motivation, your drive, your action-taking abilities, but it's also where you might come across your frustrations, your reactivity, and your anger. So getting to know Mars in your own specific birth chart is going to have a huge impact on how you do business and how you work with others. So today I have a very special guest to help walk us through how Mars shows up for different people in different elements Her name is Alicia Youssef. She is a consulting astrologer, counsellor, writer, and teacher who draws on 16 years experience to guide her clients and students towards deep understanding and self-acceptance. What I love about Alicia is that she has such a warm, empathetic, and insightful and practical approach to astrology, and she has really helped me navigate my own journey of self-discovery, and she's really helped me understand a lot more about my own Mars. She has a very strong Mars in her chart, and she's really, really interested in this particular planet, and that's why I thought she would be an amazing guide to explore this key part of our chart and for you to get to know more about what's going on for you as an entrepreneur. So listen up, get comfy. We are going on a journey to Mars. (music) 
Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show today. It's my pleasure, Sophia. It's really lovely to be here and chat about one of my favourite planets, good old Mars. Awesome. So you've written a lot about Mars over the years, and I would love for us to start by getting a bit of an overview on your own experience with this kind of challenging but also energising planet. I know it's it's quite a big part of your own birth chart and I'd love to know how it's been part of your business journey as well. Mars is, is an interesting one. You know, I always think about it as that sharp edge, you know, like a sword and you have to be careful how you use a sword. You can't just leave a sword laying around, but it's wonderful to protect and defend and go after what you want. And I have a strongly placed Mars in my chart and it rules a lot of different areas in my chart. So I have Mars natally in Scorpio, which is that sign of intensity and power and of going deeply into things. You know, Mars in that wants to dive under, see what's beneath the surface. And it's placed in a certain area of my chart that's linked to psychology and depth work. So when I first started studying astrology and then working with clients, I just went, I need more than this. So I ended up studying counseling for four years. So I've got a graduate diploma in counseling as well, just so I could sit with clients in a deep way, you know, really be able to help them in that space and support them. And that is what I feel passionate about, what I feel driven about, you know, all those Mars words. And it gives me a lot of courage and a lot of inspiration when I'm in that space with clients. I also really see Mars as being able to cut through things, you know, that sharp surface. So I can sit with clients and help them clear away the dross, clear away the confusion and really cut to the heart of the matter or the heart of what is going on in their lives as well. So that's one of the things I like to do. But I always think about King Arthur and the sword in the stone story. You know, he was able to pull the sword out of the stone with his strength, but he wasn't able to wield the sword very well. It took a lot of work with Merlin to understand his power, understand his abilities and be able to get there. And I think for me, that did come later in life. You know, Mars can be that hot-headed, rash, irritated energy, frustrated energy, and it does take maturity and experience to get a handle on that as well. So I did spend a lot of my 20s and even early 30s trying to work out what I wanted to do and get a handle on Mars. And now in my 40s, it's when I'm really blossoming and blooming with this energy and I feel like I know how to wield this sword. It's well-balanced, you know, so I won't hurt others or myself with its energy. But Yeah, I did have to really work a lot with Venus and I always suggest this with Mars work is also working with Venus to help balance the sharpness and the the directness of of Mars. So Beautiful. And Mars is known for its courage. It's known for its, its strength and its power. It brings that energy to our life. But as you say, it also has that cutting energy. It has that aggressive energy as well. So you've really got to find a balance with your Mars so that it's not overdoing the aggression or the reactivity and you're really using it in the most productive ways, particularly when it comes to working in your business. And I love that you you acknowledge that that's what you do for clients when you have that powerful Mars is you can just cut to the core of what's going on. but also. Do you think that having a strong Mars yourself means that you're able to activate that in others? You know, 
maybe remind them of their own assertive power or their own particular energy that might be hidden. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I feel like I draw a lot of clients to me that need to or want to explore Mars or themes of Mars. So, you know, in my counseling practice, one thing I focus on with clients is anger, you know, and this is a Mars, a very Mars thing, anger or rage or resentfulness or frustration. And I find with women especially, we have been trained or taught by society to discard our Mars or to ignore our anger or pretend that it's not there. You know, you have to be the good girl, otherwise you're the bitch, for example, or, you know, whatever that is, you know, those words that are put on women who assert themselves in the world. And look, now is a lot better than it was when we were growing up or even when our mothers were growing up. But there is that sense of when we own our anger, we are owning ourselves. Our anger is just a signal. It's not something good. It's not something bad. It's just telling us that something in the situation is wrong. It's how we choose to act out of that emotion that often gets us into trouble. And this is where being really conscious of our Mars, where it is in our chart, what planets it's conjunct, can really help us understand how we can consciously act with our Mars in a better way to get what we want. You know, Mars at the end of the day, gives us the courage to go after what we desire. You know, it's like that Nike slogan, just do it. You know, that's that's what Mars wants to do. Just do it, just go after it. But there's all these layers of things that can get in the way. You know, one thing I think about anger as well, or Mars, you know, there's so much talk in self-help circles now about boundaries. You have to have strong boundaries. You have to have good boundaries, which is all wonderful. But if you don't have Mars there, to protect those boundaries, then there's no point because people will just go over the top of them or to be able to assert those boundaries. So I think about it like, you know, the kings and queens of old living in their castles with the the big moat and the gate, the fence around it, and then you've got the guards at the gate and that portcullis goes up and down. You have to let people in. So if you have no guards, anyone can walk in. So Mars is those guards, you know, it's that signal that tells you, yep, this person's okay, this is all right, this situation is good, but, hey, actually, I'm going to assert to say no to that person or I'm going to assert to say no to that situation. So I think that's really where Mars can be very helpful in our lives too. For sure. So in in business we often, especially the way that we do business these days and in, in service-based businesses, we need to understand our boundaries and be really clear often with our clients around boundaries. So knowing how our Mars works or knowing how best to work with our own Mars can really help us to put those boundaries in place in a way that doesn't feel uncomfortable to us, that feels actually quite quite natural for our way of being because some people's boundaries will be different. Some people will need those really, really, really firm boundaries and other people might have a little more fluidity in the way that they set them just because of the way Mars works in their chart and how effective it is. So you and I have worked a lot on on my my Mars is in quite a difficult position. It's in Libra, which is not in its favourite spot at all. It's in its, it's in its detriment. So it has a lot of difficulty with setting boundaries and this is where understanding your Mars can be really helpful to do business better 
because when you know you have difficulty setting boundaries, you can put other things in place to help you or you can bring that to your conscious awareness so that you you make sure that it happens. You make it a process in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Mars in Libra, Mars in Taurus too. It's They're both Venus signs and Venus wants to connect. It wants to bring things together. It wants to, you know, smooth and soothe and calm and be charming. Whereas Mars is honest, direct. It's the warrior coming in with the sword. It's like action, you know, let's go do it. So I always think about, you know, for the Australian listeners, Peter Garrett, when he first went into politics, you know, that activist energy, Peter Garrett is a very Mars type person. But when he went into politics, suddenly he had to do the charm and the diplomacy and he couldn't get things done in his way. And he ended up just kind of going, that's enough. I've had enough, you know, so that can be that quality, you know, Mars in Libra, especially Mars likes to assert and, you know, it will get into conflict quite happily. But Mars in Libra is actually conflict averse. It's that sense of I'd much prefer to do things in the peaceful way. How can everybody hold hands and and connect here? So it's that, that, okay, you know, which way am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? So it's knowing that conflict is inherent in all human relationships. It always will be. No one's ever going to want the same thing as somebody else 100% of the time. But how do we do conflict? Our Mars sign or our Mars signature can show us how we do it. So Mars in Libra, yes, you, you will approach conflict in a way where you want to be able to listen to all the voices at the table, but you still need to be able to protect and support your voice in that. It's not giving all the power away to everybody else in the room. So, you know, that's that Mars in Venus ruled signs needs to remember that, that they are just as important as others. Yes. Just on that, let's go a little bit deeper into Mars through some of the signs and where Mars is well-placed and where Mars is not so well-placed and what that might look like for you in life and in business. So when you have Mars in a fire sign, so the fire signs being Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, what happens then? How does Mars work if you have Mars in a fire sign? Sure. Mars is a hot dry energy and fire is hot and dry as well. And so when we bring it back to these basic elements, you can see that Mars feels comfortable in these signs. So it's able to be passionate. It's able to be dynamic. You know, it's courage and it's boldness is easily expressed in those fire signs. So you know, fire signs are about movement and about dynamism and about passion and Mars is the same. So, you know, for people in business who have Mars in a fire sign, they may find that they are pretty confident. You know, they know what they want and they know how to go after it. And there is this sense of being able to cut through easily too. And I find Mars in fire signs, you know, any Mars wants a mission. You know, Mars wants to have a mission and wants to have a purpose. And so we can easily find whatever that mission is and go out of it. It's easily energized and inspired. That's what Mars in those signs wants to be. And look, this will be affected, of course, as the planets move around and how it impacts that Mars in our chart. But in general, it's like, okay, how can I go towards inspiring myself or, you know, people who light me up or situations where my spirit feels really strong, those kind of adventures Mars in fire signs will like. Yeah, so Mars in a fire sign is quite dynamic. It can it can be really 
intuitive and inspired. But do you think though, with the extra hot energy, there's also that potential for more conflict potentially, like depending obviously on how the Mars is in the chart, because not everybody is going to have that same situation. But the hotter the Mars is, does that mean there's more, more likelihood of having a bit of a hot temper? For instance. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Mars in the fire signs, you know, they will tell it like it is. They can be very blunt and very direct. And so some situations are perfect like that. You know, I always think you say, you know, think of a battle zone. You don't want to be going, hey, can you please pass me that bullet? You want bullet now, gun, you know, that kind of thing. So it'll depend on where you are and what you're doing. So for example, if you're a paramedic and you've got Mars in a fire sign, you're going to be awesome in that emergency situation. But if you're in a diplomatic role, then you're going to have to be careful about when you pull your punches, you know, and and when you deliver them. Also, Mars in fire signs craves freedom and independence too. So it can be that sense of knowing when, you know, if you are working in a team, when you are able to go after what you want and and look after your goals and your visions, and when you have to be more collaborative and maybe a little bit more tricky for you. And this is where other areas of your chart can help support it, but it's knowing when to pull that back. And I think it's really important for people to be able to honour that Mars and give it space. So, you know, if you're in a role, you've got a Mars in a fire sign where you're having to be collaborative 100% of the time, it just may be too frustrating for you. Um, So thinking about either a different role or asking for ways that you can have that space within your business. Yeah, and that's a, a really good point, If especially if you're running your own team, you're leading your own team, it's probably really important for you if you have Mars in a fire sign to check in rather with how you are dealing with your team, that you're not being a little bit too blunt or too reactive as well because that like extra fire can make you like react really quite quickly if something goes wrong and that can potentially create dramas within the team and within the people that work for you. So it's something to be mindful of if if you have team members, employees, you've got to be conscious of the way that your Mars works, that other people don't necessarily react in that same way or don't respond well <laughs> in that same way. Okay, let's look at Mars in air signs next because i guess there is there is a little bit of a similarity with the the fire and the air um because again we're going we're, we're quite um reactive in a way because air is kind of it's like it's kind of combustive in a way as well it's not a grounded energy so how do people with uh mars in an air sign how might that present in life and business air brings heat and moisture so Mars likes the heat here, but the moisture can kind of soothe the edges about of, of Mars here. It's not so much like the fire in that really sharp way, but it definitely has a busy mind. This is where energy really goes into the mental realms. So these may be people who like to assert themselves through their communication style and lots of ideas and also that I find Mars in Gemini especially can be that kind of the sharp tongue being that Mercury ruled sign. It's that sharp tongue or witty, you know, that sharp wittiness. You know, comedians who have that kind of humour that 
like really cuts through and has a bit of a ouch factor, but is also hilarious at the same time. That's what I often find with the Mars in those air signs. They're really good at networking and making connections with others as well. So, you know, great for those kind of jobs where it's about communication or about connections or about networking. That's what that will want to assert towards. I also find Mars is really good in learning and researching, you know, getting curious about things in the air science too. And Mars in Aquarius especially is an interesting one because Aquarius is so much about that higher mind, you know, the ethics, the values and the morals of a situation. Mars in Aquarius will often really defend to the nth degree, is this ethical? You know, is this right? Is this good for humanity? You know, so there, I find Mars and Aquarius especially will be those activists, you know, whether they're environmentalists chaining themselves to trees or, or you know, looking for good ways to help the higher good or the human good with that energy. Absolutely. And we did talk a little bit about Mars in Libra already. So we know, so the, just to clarify the air signs, Gemini, uh, Libra and Aquarius, that is that more thinking energy, isn't it? So it's, it's like, a lot of action in the mind with with Mars in an air sign. And that's something I've had to come to terms with myself a lot with, with having that Mars in Libra. But it is really interesting that we are chatting today, just a couple of days before Mars is going to move into Gemini from this weekend until next year, next March. So we are going to be experiencing a lot of this Mars in an air sign energy and particularly that very curious and slightly scattered energy of Mars in Gemini. Just while we're talking about Mars in an air sign, how are you feeling about that upcoming kind of Mars in Gemini for an extended period of time? How are you feeling about that? So Mars is usually in a single sign for about six weeks, but when it goes retrograde, so I'm sure your listeners have heard about Mercury retrograde, but Venus, like all the planets retrograde, but it's the personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars that we want to look to the most with the retrograde period. So it is going to be retrograde this year from the 30th of October all the way through until the 11th of January. And this is a period of time where Mars may go a bit haywire. And I always think about it like driving my car when in the old days where spark plugs weren't working. And so you put the foot on the accelerator in the car, it surged forwards and then it'd stop and then it'd surge forwards and then it'd stop. You're like, oh my gosh. So that can be this energy. So it may be a sense of suddenly you've taken off. Mind is working over time, lots of thoughts, lots of ideas coming through. And that dispersive energy of air can be like, okay, I'm interested in this. Suddenly I'm interested in this. Suddenly I'm interested in that. But then the, you know, the stop happens and it's a much more internal energy. Suddenly energy drops and you don't have so much to do. I mean, my suggestion always with any retrograde period, but especially Mars retrograde, is to take projects off the back burner, you know, re-retrograde, revisit, review, react, and not react as in reactive, but react on something that needs extra work that's been sat at the back. So personally, you know, because of where it sits on my chart, I'm going to be revisiting some old projects around teaching. So understanding which house this retrograde will be in will be helpful to tell you, okay, where should I revisit or review or re-energize with this? But also just going quietly with yourself, knowing that period of time, energy levels may 
go up or may come right down. And I think for those who are Gemini rising, Virgo rising, Sagittarius rising or Pisces rising, if you know your chart, this is going to be more strong and more obvious for you because it'll be happening in what we call the angular houses, the powerhouses in your chart. Yes, for sure. And that that Gemini energy is that awesome networking, curious, pulling everything together, kind of connecting the dots kind of energy. So you might find some really great inspiration comes through maybe before the retrograde while we have Mars in in Gemini and maybe that retrograde time is more of that kind of recalibrating. You can't necessarily push forward when when Mars is retrograde. The energy just isn't there. So it's really about redoing things or reconnecting things that you've been working on in the past and maybe bringing a little bit more focus in because Gemini can be quite a scattered energy as well, can't it? Like we might want to do all of the projects while Mars is in Gemini. We might find it really difficult to focus on one thing at a time. And that could be really good, especially if you like me, that's quite, you know, you know, one one thing at, at a time. Well, no, not necessarily like in variety. But so it can be good to bring a bit of change in. And it could be great for the people who love variety. And that could feel really exciting. It might be a bit destabilizing for those of us who are a bit more fixed in our in our ways. Yeah, totally. It always makes me think of, you know, magpies, like, where's the shiny object next with Gemini? You know, what's what's that what's the bright shiny object there? It can easily be distracted. And it's giving it that broadness of scope. But remembering with this, it's like, okay, put the broadness within what's already existing rather than bringing new thing, you know, activating towards new things under this Mars retrograde energy. Yes, absolutely. So now we've spoken about a bit of the fixed stuff. Let's talk about the earth signs rather, like Mars in earth signs. So that would be Mars in Taurus, Mars in Capricorn and Mars in Virgo, of course. I, Virgo is always a sign. I, I don't know why. It always I always forget that it's an earth sign because it's kind of a little bit yeah, with that Mercury. less earthy than the other earth signs. But, yes, so we've got Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn, Mars. How would Mars operate in, in an earth sign? And it's interesting with the earth signs because we've got Mars very well placed in Capricorn. It's in what we call its exaltation. So it, it's very happy and very energized there. And then Mars in Taurus is not so well, you know, in the earth signs in generally, it's a much slower pace, you know, and it's very practical and very realistic as compared to like the fire and the air signs. So I find, you know, Mars in earth signs puts its energy into building and creating, puts its energy into longevity and things that are really grounded. The speed that it moves at will be slower and what people assert themselves towards will be way more practical and tangible than, say, the fire and the earth signs. They'll put realism and longevity over kind of the excitement and the passion that the fires and air signs will. I find they're also very logical. It's like, okay, I need to think this through before I can act on something, whereas fire will be like no thinking, all action. So it's quite a different energy. And it has the dryness that Mars has, but, you know, essentially Mars is hot and earth signs are cold. So it really cools down that Mars energy. And so I find that this is 
the hare and the tortoise. This is always the tortoise that wins the race if it gives itself the time to do it. And so I'm always suggesting to clients with Mars in earth signs, give yourself the time, give yourself the space. Don't expect that you're going to get things finished overnight. And also they may want to assert themselves into things where they can touch, where they can feel, or or that's about the body as well. You know, that's very much that material, earthy, tangible realm. So yeah, they really um, enjoy that when they, oh, it's okay, you know, I can take the stress and the pressure off doing this. Mm, Yeah, and there there is that kind of groundedness of Mars in an earth sign. So it does have that kind of more enduring power, especially Mars in Capricorn. That's why it's that's why it's so good there because Mars can do its thing for the long term, not just a quick spark of kind of activation and energy and then moving to the next thing. It's very much like doing the thing over the long term. That's why entrepreneurs with Mars in Capricorn can get so much done or have such great success because they just keep on going. They just get, you know, like that energizer bunny, they just keep on going. Although Mars in Taurus is not great, it doesn't, again, it's a Venus ruled sign, it still has that kind of very methodical step-by-step that the earth signs have. And the same with, with Mars in Virgo can be very methodical in its processing and checking and, you know, making sure everything is on track, which can be quite an effective place for Mars to be. Yeah, Mars in Virgo. Actually, my daughter has Mars in Virgo and, you know, she's very good at focusing on the details and seeing what's wrong. You know, actually I've got a few different clients with Mars in Virgo who are either naturopaths or in some kind of medical industry where they're really good at diagnosis. You know, that Mars can push through and and see, okay, this and this are the problem, you know, in amongst all the symptoms that are showing up. Okay, these are the two issues that are here. And Mars in Taurus is awesome for standing your ground. You know, I find Taurus really inherently knows its own worth. And so Mars in Taurus is like, I'm not budging, you know. (laughs) I'm going to assert myself into here, you know, this, this situation. So, I mean, yes, it can feel like it's slower, but, you know, as I said, the hare and the tortoise, the, the tortoise wins the race. So it's really that idea of going slow to go fast with, with Mars in the earth signs. Yes. So that brings us to Mars in the water signs. Now, this is the tricky one. Well, I'll let you explain this because you have a strong Scorpio placement. So I think we should start with Scorpio, given that Mars is quite at home in the sign of Scorpio. The other water signs are Cancer and Pisces, which are a little trickier for Mars. Yeah, well, you know, Mars in the water signs, it's it's the absolute opposite of it, isn't it? You know, you've got a cold and moist environment, you're putting something hot and dry there, it's like, what the hell, you know. But I also see it's like that sword that has been fired in the forge, it is tempered in water, so it can really bring a strength. But Mars rules Scorpio. You know, Mars in Scorpio is that strategic energy. It's it's quite deep and it's definitely emotional. But it's like if Mars in Aries, which it also rules, is like the warrior on the battlefield who's in there and poking and, you know, he's got his sword out, Mars in Scorpio is the general at the back of the battlefield going, okay, if I put my men here and my men here, that'll be a pincer move and we can win the war. So I find that it's really great for being able to have a more strategic approach to things. 
Mars in Scorpio as well tends to go at things from underneath. It doesn't want to necessarily come straight at it. I always think about Mars in Scorpio as like the assassin or the ninja, you know. Yes. It is the night sign of Mars. So it's, it's okay, how can I do things on the quiet or how can I do things in that very mysterious and sometimes secretive way that Scorpio can, can do it. I also find that Mars is about pain. Mars is about blood. Mars is about all those kinds of things. And Mars in Scorpio is very good at sitting with people in pain, you know, or in emergency situations too. They often have a cool, calm, collected head. And Scorpio in general, but especially Mars in Scorpio, is drawn to those risk-taking, almost life and death situations as well. You know, I know people like Steve Irwin, for example, he had a Scorpio career line, Valerie Taylor, who people may remember, you know, the lady who dived with white pointers. She had Mars in Scorpio or Scorpio signature as well. So may find people who it's risk-taking, but that real life and death edge. And I think that's why you'll find two Mars in Scorpio people who work in those emergency situations like ER doctors and people like that who are drawn to that adrenaline of Mars, but in ways that they can help and heal in the water signs too. But as for the other water signs, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings about them? I have a few clients who have Mars in Cancer and as an entrepreneur, they they do struggle a lot with boundaries. And because I think with that watery energy and especially in, in the sign of Cancer that is, is very protective of itself, you know, it is, it is a crab. It is that hard exterior of a very, very soft inside. So it is a tricky Mars to have, but there's such, there, there's such compassion there with that, with that Mars in Cancer and Pisces. All of that kind of watery energy is beautiful, but it, it makes it really hard for Mars to operate in a constructive way. You've got to be very conscious of, of the way your Mars works, I think when you have it in those water signs. What do you find with that? Yeah, I I agree. It brings passion into the emotional realms and really the watery Marses want to put energy into healing, into nurturing, into nourishing and into connecting in an intimate way with people. And the energy will come from intuition and from the gut rather than the head, for example, Mars in in the air signs. So I think it's that idea of how do you act on things that are informed by your felt world or your emotional world? That will be it. And look, Mars in Cancer is one of its tricky positions. You know, it is in what we call its fall. So there is this sense with Mars in Cancer, Mars wants to go straight ahead at things, whereas Cancer likes to circle or even like the crab, think about it. It only goes side to side. It can't go sideways. So it's like, okay, how do we get Mars to feel comfortable in that side to side? So I always think about Mars in Cancer as people who want to protect. It's like Arnie Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop, you know, like he goes from being a beat cop or, you know, a detective into protecting in, in, a, in a kindergarten environment, you know, that's cancer. So people who protect or defend a nation or a family or a clan, you know, it's that very, it's that energy. But I think especially with Mars in cancer, it can be quite sensitive and ready to defend. So have to be careful as to be, am I reacting from a place that's realistic or am I reacting because of past emotions? Because cancer can take us into the past. And as for Mars in Pisces, 
it always makes me think of the way of the peaceful warrior. You know, that book, that movie, that idea of there's such a spiritual or an etheric energy to Pisces. It's like, I want to assert myself, but in a way that brings harmony. So, you know, my daughter, she studies jujitsu and taekwondo. And the idea isn't to fight. It's not to get into conflict, but if conflict meets you, it's knowing how to do it. So it's like a warrior monk, you know, that, that has these high ideals about what human connection can be about, but is willing to fight to protect themselves when they can, but in a way that will be more about defense rather than actual reaction. Yes. It's not kind of a proactive Mars. It's more of a it's more of a defensive Mars. And in business that can be a little bit tricky because your energy to go after something might be a little bit tempered. You might need to be more of a responder than a kind of initiator compared with the Mars in Aries or Leo that's going to be like, you know, kind of driving forward. And having a higher purpose too, you know, that will give the mission, especially for Mars in Pisces, that sense of, okay, you know, what's my higher purpose here? What's my soul or my spiritual purpose here can really help any of the water signs if it's struggling to move forwards. It's like, okay, I need to know my higher purpose to give me direction, to give me that focus, to help me get out of bed in the morning. That's it. I also think with Mars in the water signs, there can be this tendency to really take things personally. Like you said about cancer, I think it applies with Mars in Scorpio and with Mars in Pisces. If you've got Mars in, in a water sign, you've got to be really aware that that when somebody says something to you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's personal. You've got to kind of remove that feeling from the interaction. Like you, you can't, you can be more likely to feel personally attacked by an email, for instance, which the person sending it might have had not that intention at all. But it's like there is that need, this constant kind of defense up. Like, is this personal or not? You've got to be really conscious of not taking things too hard, I guess, too personally. It's a really good point, Sophia. And I think, you know, when we're in those subconscious realms that the water signs are connected to, it's hard to see. You think about when you're scuba diving, you know, you have to wear goggles to be able to see clearly. And even then it depends, you know, your visibility may be only five metres. So it's often, okay, what do the messages really mean? And I think it's a really good point that you're saying, be really clear and as neutral as possible with those Marses. Yeah. So that is Mars in the elements. I guess we've kind of gone a bit deeper into each of the signs. You've worked with people and their Mars for for many years now. What's kind of a main takeaway, I guess, that you, you often give to your clients to help them work with their own Mars in a constructive way? Yeah. So Mars is about how we get active and energetic. And I think for those with Mars in a fire sign or in a in a air sign, exercise is really good for your mental health. Getting our body moving, getting our blood pumping, these are ways to proactively use Mars. Because like Saturn, Mars is a trickier energy. It, it comes with its challenges as well as its gifts. If we can give it conscious and proactive ways to use it, then it won't act out in its own way. You know, I have young children. I don't know how many of your listeners do. You you know this too. If you just leave a toddler to run rampant, they will be destructive and Mars can be the same. But if you can focus them, give them a task or give them an area that they can be 
constructive within, then that's better. So always, always with Mars exercise. So Mars in a water sign may like swimming or supping or surfing or even dancing. Mars in fire signs, it's running, it's movement, it might be adventures or things like that. Mars in air signs, I think anything social or anything with balls, you know, anything where you're moving through the air or you're talking, it engages conversation, always makes me think about indoor netball or touch football or even breath work. So yoga and Pilates can be good for the air signs. Mars in earth signs, anything where you're fighting or challenging against gravity, wrestling, you know, jujitsu is great for that. Actually, any of the martial arts I do feel like are good for Mars in the earth signs, but also weightlifting, you know, really getting into that. You know, if you can feel gravity and push against gravity, that's really good for Mars in the earth signs too. And another remediation as well I find with Mars is listening to anger in your body listening to anger in your world, you know, getting to know your anger signals, especially for those with Mars in water signs or Mars in some of those tricky, you know, Taurus and Libra and Cancer, really knowing, okay, what is my body telling me about this anger and therefore going, what's wrong? What do I need to remediate? So I don't get into that reactive, that irritable, that frustration, that impatient side, the more shadow side of Mars can also be helpful there too. So they're the first two that kind of pop to mind for me. Yeah. And that's so helpful. I think we need to, as entrepreneurs, as, um, and even just as parents or in in life in general, we really have to be aware of our reactivity and give our Mars some tasks to do some focus so that it doesn't come out in destructive ways in our business, in our relationships, all of that sort of thing. And so I love those suggestions. I'm going to (laughs) be doing a bit more of that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so, so much for joining me today. This has been such uh, a wonderful conversation and I hope the listeners got a lot out of this exploration of Mars today. Thank you so much, Alicia. My pleasure. Thanks, Sophia. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.